You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. How's everybody doing? No my, hi my. Hey, it's so good to be able to bring uh, the word this morning. Uh, it's been a little while, uh, but I'm so excited uh, to bring part one of our new series called Refresh. And a bit of a treat next week, make sure you sign up because uh, Amy is going to be preaching for the first time in over a year actually, so uh, we can't wait for her to bring that next week. Today I want to talk about the the refreshing that God brings us, the refreshing we can find in a relationship with Him. And uh, we're going to open the Word together, it's the best place to go isn't it when we want to find out about who God is. He is the Word of God, and every time we read it, we are connecting to Him. So we're going to read from Exodus chapter 15, and we're going to find a passage uh, that is uh, very dear to our hearts at Elam, right at the end of this. Exodus 15, verses 22 to 27. You can follow along. It should be up on the screen behind me as well. Hopefully we've got some notes up there. It says, Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they moved out into the desert of Shur. They traveled in this desert for three days without finding water. When they came to the oasis of Marah, the water was too bitter to drink. So they called the place Marah, which means bitter. Then the people complained and turned against Moses. What are we going to drink, they demanded. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it into the water, and this made the water good to drink. It was there at Marah that the Lord set before them the following decree as a standard to test the faithfulness to them. To him, He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. After leaving Marah, the Israelites traveled on to the oasis of Elam, where they found 12 springs and 70 palm trees. They camped there beside the water. I've titled my message this morning, What? Are we going to drink? What are we going to drink? Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is is a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. Your word sustains us. It refreshes us. God, I pray that today every single one of us would have a fresh encounter with you, a new revelation, a new understanding of who you are, and that you are the source that we can find everything that we need that we would immerse ourselves in you this year like no other, that your word would come alive to us, that we would drink deep from your word in the season so that we would know your ways, we would know what you're thinking, we would understand how you're moving. We thank you for your presence here, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. We invite you to speak to our hearts. Move us, shape us, mold us into the people you want us to be so that we can truly make a difference in our community. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Water, it's a fascinating commodity. It covers 70% of the earth's surface. Yet 99.5% of the water that covers the surface of the earth is not able to be drunk. Now, that would seem a bit of a problem, except there is so much drinking water. Did you know if we all drank two liters of water every day for our lifetime, which is about 60,000 liters of water we would require, If we were to do that for a lifetime, there is still 8.394 million liters of fresh water per person on the planet. 
That's not bad. So we can still have a bath and a shower every now and then as well. You know, water is essential for life. The, the World Health Organization, they make it a priority that the people around the globe would have fresh, clean water. We can survive without food for, for days and days, even, you know, 40-day fast, people, people often do. No food, but without water, after three, four days, we'll probably lose our lives. Medical journals would say that on average, the, the human body consists of about 60% water. It's a lot of water. <laughs> you know, the, the, the tissues, the organs, the bones made up of water. Without water, our organs eventually will fail and we will die. Dehydration is quite fatal. Now, if you've listened to your mum, your dad, your, your teacher, your neighbor, you probably know that we're supposed to drink about two liters of water every day. That's the average human being, right? It helps to regulate the body functions. A few key roles that water plays is uh, temperature regulation. Keeps the temperature at, at, at the right, right space. Cellular function. Yes, our brains do work best when we are appropriately hydrated, as well as other parts of our body. But water is also used for waste removal. So there's a lot of waste that's produced within our body, and water helps us process that in and out of our body. And ultimately, water refreshes the body like no other. So, let me ask you, how good are we at drinking water? How many people would actually think that they drink about enough water every day? Give us a bit of a wave. Yeah, kind of what I thought. There's a bunch of us that are pretty average at drinking water, I would imagine. One of the most simple things we could do, and we live in a country where it's available, but we probably don't do so well. See, here's what's interesting. If you told me that I could drink two liters of orange juice every day to get my water content, I'm in. I am so in. I mean, that is easy. You know? Somebody asked me this morning, does coffee count? Friends, come on. We don't mix drinks. All right? Water is water. Water is water. How many people are reaching for their bottle right now having a little sip? Go on. Go on. T take a little drink. Take a little drink. Why all this talk about water? Because as much as we need water in our physical bodies, I think more than ever we need it in our spiritual lives. And today I want us to consider the source that we drink from. I want to ask the question, what are we going to drink? How will we find our refreshing? See, water in the Bible is incredibly symbolic. God used water to cover the earth to wipe out the sin in Noah's day, to cleanse the sin from the world. Paul uses water to describe the word of God. He says, husbands, you should wash your wives in the word. Meaning when you read the word of God, you bring, you, you're bringing cleansing to your family. You are washing your wives with the word. In Isaiah and Revelation, water is used to describe salvation. Isaiah 55, 1, come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. Revelation 21, 6, he said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost. From the spring of the water of life. Friends, what are we going to drink? See, in this passage in Exodus, where our church gets its name, the Israelite people have just made their way out of Egypt after 400 years of slavery. They've had the waters come over the top of the Egyptian army, and their oppressors are no longer. They are now standing in freedom. 
What will God do next? Where will he lead them? What will it look like? See, he's about to lead them to Elam. That place of refreshing is coming, but first they start at Mara. Very interesting. Why there? Well, we see this sad story of humanity. We're here they are. Miriam's just sung a massive song. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The, the horse and the rider have been thrown into the sea. Yay, God! We're free, free at last. Now I need a drink. So they're tired, they're thirsty. They come to Mara, and they drink the water and go, oh, stink. And they start grumbling and complaining, as becomes a particular pattern of the Israelite people, call it human race. Imagine, imagine if in that moment they said, God, thank you for our freedom. This water is bitter, but we trust you. If you could part the seas, surely you could filter the water for us. But no, they want to grumble and complain, and this can be our response. When things aren't going the way it, 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 it's, we, we'd like it to, we, what do we do? We give God praise anyway? No, we grumble and we complain and we complain about this and we complain about that and we can complain about regulations and we can complain about all these things that, that are a pain, right? Or we could give God praise and say, you know, no matter what, in the middle of this, I will give you my full attention, God. I will not let my, I'll not go to another source other than you. What if in that first recorded moment of freedom, in that place of challenge, what if they lifted their voice in praise? What if God was wanting to record for our sake a reminder that actually we need to ask God to be the source of life? Maybe if they'd say, God, we trust you. We praise you. You've taken us as far. You won't abandon us now. You see, later in Jeremiah, God describes himself as the living water. Jeremiah 2.13. For God says, for my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water. He is the fountain of living water. This is the second thing. They have dug for themselves cracked cisterns or wells that can no longer hold water at all. God is saying, I am your life-sustaining source, your body, your soul, your spirit. I am what you need. The trouble is with the human condition, we have the living water, God himself, available to us, and yet we want to go and dig another well. We want to go and find that source of life somewhere else. Friends, what are we going to drink? Let's not live our lives and spend our energy on digging cisterns that God doesn't want us to. We offered everybody a bottle of water. Some took it, some didn't. Those that didn't, you're probably regretting it now. Everyone's really thirsty now. Going, oh. And maybe if, if you're really, really good, you can grab one at the end and have a drink. But I wanted to give a very simple, practical illustration as we, we start this year. Most of us have got access to water, I would assume. Most of us would even have it flowing from our taps. And it's water that probably in most houses is drinkable. What if this year, every time we reach for a bottle of water, every time we pour a glass of water, or from your special filtered, you know, 
tap or you know, from the fridge with ice cold with a bit of ice, you know. What if every time we took a sip, just like when, when we take communion, we remember his body and his blood. What if we drunk a little bit of water and as we put it to our lips, we, we ask the question, God, what are we going to drink? What am I going to drink? What is the source that I will go to in 2022? That we would look at this year with hope, with an expectation as we have God right there as our source, our living water. What are we going to drink? Because there's a lot to consume. So much information we can take in. So many cisterns we could dig and create. And yet relationship with God, a life in the Spirit, reading the Word of God is, is not a prior, priority for many. We're in danger of seeing a generation of children and youth and young people, young adults who don't know the Word of God. The hard truth is we might have a dehydrated generation. A recent survey by LifeWay Research surveyed 3,000 Christians in America in 2021. 90% And the survey said they wanted to live their lives for God, like passionate about living their lives for God. Did you know only 20% read their Bible every day of that number? Now, I don't know what our New Zealand statistics are. I couldn't find anything. But we're probably not that different, I would imagine. Reading the Bible is a habit of life that, that has to become a priority. Would it surprise you that the majority of people that, or the highest percentage of people that read the Word of God are over the age of 70? Because I built that as a priority. Daily reading of the Bible. As parents, raising a family. Uh, let, let me share some of the, the challenges that, that we face. We love our children. Got one of them serving on team. I hope she doesn't write anything nasty on the screen behind me. But there's a point in the day where it's 7 o'clock, it's 8 o'clock, it's 9 o'clock, and if you've got teenagers, it might be 1 in the morning, and you just want to go to sleep or have a bit of time for yourself. And, and it can be easy to just kind of usher our kids, just go to bed. Love you, but, that's kind of the, the line in our family, we love you, but, no, no, we, we love you, and we would like you also to go to bed. And we were finding ourselves kind of missing that moment of reading the Bible together because we were just tired and we just wanted to go to bed as quickly as we can. In Jesus' name, amen. Sleep. So this year, we really felt the importance for intention. We have to be intentional as parents. We want to raise children that, that know and love the Word of God. We have to put the intention in. They're not necessarily going to choose it on their own. We've got to help them journey. So, so we've set a new pattern, a new habit this year to make sure that we are intentional. About seven o'clock, kids have brushed their teeth, the younger two have brushed their teeth, and they're in the pajamas, and we'll sit down, and we're going through the Action Bible. There are some great Bibles available to, to read with kids. The Action Bible, full comic strip, um, covers 200 of the stories of the Bible with, with real incredible accuracy and detail. Um, really, really good read if you're looking for something kind of under 12. Really, really, really excellent. And so we'll read a couple of those stories, and then we'll talk about the God shot. You know, what is it that you see? What is, what, how do you see God in this story? What do you see him doing? Have a quick chat about it. It's not massive conversations. We've got a six-year-old and a nine-year-old, all right? So I've got a nine-year-old boy, 
he's not really necessarily engaging in those conversations, but he's probably read that Action Bible maybe six or seven times already. You know, so, he, so we have this little conversation, we pray, send those two to bed, and then it's round two, and out comes Rosie. Now, Rosie's doing our Bible reading plan with the, the Bible recap, and she's already read it in the morning, um, but then we've got a podcast that, that's five to seven minutes long. We listen to that together, and then we have a conversation, and boy, we've had some conversations reading through Genesis. I'll tell you what. There's some big topics in there. All of a sudden, you realize, wow, there's some big stuff in Genesis. We just had a conversation around circumcision. That was a fun one. The look on her face. It's like, wow, okay. But you know what? We've got to have these conversations with our kids. Our kids have got to be able to understand and, and know and be able to ask the questions without fear. Because I want my children, when they leave home, not to be having my faith or living my faith, but going to God as the source of life for them. Some of us might be looking at this bottle of water in our hand. You might be thinking, actually, it's been a little while since I've had a drink. It's been a little while since I've actually opened the Word of God and, and even had a sip, let alone a big, deep drink from the Word of God. Can I say, there's no judgment. There's no judgment. There's no criticism here. God is a God of grace and mercy. Look, you, you watch through all of the Israelites' history. Time and time again, they failed, and he went back, and he loved them, and he offered it again and again and again. What I would say is just, just take a sip. Today, tomorrow, take a sip, and then take another sip, and go to God as your source in 2022, so that when the world wants to close in on us and wants to offer us all the alternatives, it's like, oh, good, I got my water. Come on, you've been to that party before and you, you're offered the alcohol and you got all that. Nah, it's all good. I got my water. I got what I need. This is all I need. I'm satisfied with this. The Word of God is such a gift as we stand on this pinprick of history, right? I just think of the Israelites there at Mara. They didn't have what we're reading, they're free, they're writing the Bible as they walk as they complain, as they grumble, as they don't have enough faith and trust in God, and yet we see all of it from creation to revelation. Okay, there's a few details we don't know yet in this little thing called before Christ returns, but we don't have to ask the question, what are we going to drink? Because we know what we can drink, and we know what we can drink, and we know the source of the living water is God. And the best source is in his word, that we would go to his word and we would love his word. And, and you know what? I don't always enjoy drinking my two liters of water. Some glasses of water don't go down so well, but I get it down there anyway. Sometimes reading the word of God doesn't feel so nice. Sometimes it doesn't even feel enjoyable. But I'll read it and I'll read it and we'll continue to read through the Bible, the whole Bible as, as often as I can. Why? Because this is what God said was his word for us. There's a commitment that comes with it. But start. Don't feel judgment or, or condemnation, but feel the, the, the desire to drink from that source again. As the team come this morning, and I bring it to a close, there's a, there's a powerful and detailed encounter that Jesus has. There, there aren't many like this where Jesus encounters a stranger, and, and this conversation is, is, is quite deep in detail. In John chapter 4, Jesus enters the region of Samaria with all of his 
disciples, and the disciples go into town to go and get some food. Um, and Jesus is, you know, and he set it up, he planned it, he knew what was coming. And this woman approaches him at the well, and she's drawing water, and she's come alone, she's come in the hottest part of the day. And Jesus begins this conversation about drinking the water from the well, and he asks for some water, and, and, and he, he starts to unpack who she is, and, and, and he, he knows her story, knows that she's, she's had five husbands, and the one she's with, the sixth, is not, not even her husband. He's like, are you a prophet? You know, how do you know all of this? And then Jesus talks about the water that was in that well. John 4, 13 to 14, Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon be thirsty again. We have one drink, we'll get thirsty again, right? But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them. It's, it's renewed, it's regenerating, giving them eternal life. Jesus says, I want to give you this water. Now, there was a thirst in her. Because listen to her response. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. She may have misunderstood what he was saying. One glass of water, that means you don't have to drink water ever again. But her desire, what was she, what source was she going to for her purpose, for her value? In her relationships, five men, and the sixth was not even her husband. But then she meets the seventh man. Come on, the perfect man. We can look in, in, in relationships and possessions. We can look in our job title to try and find satisfaction. Satisf- satisfaction. But we won't find what we're looking for. Unless we go to the source, Jesus, the living water. Here's my problem, and maybe it's yours. I know I need water. I know it's good for me. I know it'll make a huge difference in my mental and my physical capacity. But why is there a constant battle for me to consume this? I don't know. Some of you are like, easy as. But maybe there's a few like me that's just like, maybe that's the word of God too. We know we need it. We know it's so good for us. We know it will fill us and, and, and cleanse us. And Here's the problem. When we wake up in the morning, we've kind of made our decision. What am I going to drink? Do I pick up my phone and first thing I pick up is Facebook, YouTube, the news, latest COVID report? What am I going to drink? Friends, what are we going to drink this morning. When I wake up in the morning, come on, let this be a reminder. Your water bottle, get a good water bottle. Every time you have a sip, God, I want to drink from you. I want to consume. I want you to be the living water that I go to today. You can have your Coke. You can have your coffee. You can have your whatever it is. You can still have your coffee, apparently. Amy's looking at me going, don't you take away my coffee. I'll still make your coffee. We'll still make coffee in the morning. But a couple of glasses of water first, all right? There you go. And you're standing around having those conversations with people. Drawing in all this information. No, no, it's all good. I know my source. I know my source. 
For some of us, we've been drinking from the wrong source. We've craved the things of the world and lived a life without Him. See, Moses heard the cries of the people. They were drinking from the water of Marah. It's bitter. You can't drink this. The bitterness of offense, unforgiveness, hurt that we won't let go. We can continually drink from that source. Or we can cry out to God for help. They did. They cried out. And God says to Moses, I want you to take a piece of wood. And you take that piece of wood and I want you to put it in the water. Is that not symbolic of what Christ did for us? That he would hang himself on two pieces of wood? That the cross took the bitterness of life and made it clean, made it pure. The relationship that was broken between God the Father and humanity was made right because of Christ on the cross. Friends, today, Jesus is offering life-giving water. Spring that would bubble up from within inside of you. Would you choose to drink from that today? There's a problem, it's called sin. Sin destroys our relationship with God, and yet Christ, in His mercy for us, came not to judge us or condemn us, but to save us. And He did that by taking on your sin, my sin, the sin of the world. In His death, our sin was buried in the grave, and we're forgiven for the wrong that we've done, past, present, and future. How do we receive this gift of life? That this woman was saying, give me the strength so I won't thirst again. We simply open up our hearts and receive it. We surrender our life to Christ. Say, Jesus, you take control. I trust you. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, would you take a moment to consider your relationship with God, the source that you are drinking from? And maybe you've never given your life to Christ. Maybe you've never surrendered. Maybe you've never said, Jesus, you've got everything. And today is your day. Maybe you've been away. Maybe you've been walking life and you've been, you've been drinking from the wrong sources. And God is saying today, come on, drink again from the, the spring of living water. Drink again from my word, from my presence. I'm going to pray a prayer. You can pray this prayer after you, after me and just respond in your heart. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are the source of life. Please forgive me for living life my own way, from drinking from the wrong source. Today I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me of my sin, to make me new, to wash me clean. I choose to follow you. And I choose you as my source of life. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, maybe you prayed it before, but this is, this is a response saying, God, I'm getting my life back on track. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm just going to ask you to respond in a very simple way. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Just, I'll spot your hand. You can pop it back down again to say, yes, I prayed that prayer. One of our team want to connect with you or you can write your details down on a connect card. One, God loves you. Two, he is your source of life. Three, if you pray that prayer, just, just raise it high so I can see and 
You can pop back down. Anyone here this morning? God, thank you that you are our source of life. We love you. We honor you. And God, we make a commitment that this year we would drink deep from your source, the source of living water. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.